Welcome to Textonation. Joining us is Krista Cowan, corporate genealogist at Ancestry. Thanks for joining us, Krista. Thanks for having me, Fred. Well, a little background for folks who may not be familiar about Ancestry. Uh, a lot of us are. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Ancestry has been uh, in the genealogy business since the 1980s. We've been online since uh, 1997. And in the, the ensuing 23 years, we have managed to put about 24 billion records online. We have services that allow people to build out a family tree and do research in those records, share information with family members, upload photos. And of course, most people are familiar with uh, the option to take an ancestry DNA test. During the coronavirus crisis that, uh, that we're all going through, a lot of people ha- are spending more time online doing things like uh, going through their, their family histories. So tell us what you're seeing. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity for people to uh, start family trees, which you can do for free on Ancestry. And um, I'm seeing a lot of people who are um, creating digital images of photos, taking pictures of old photos with their phone, uploading that to their tree, sharing that information out. In my own family, um, my father lives in a different state, and he and I uh, call each other on Sunday evenings and spend two or three hours on the phone uh, just sharing family history stories and making sure that information is captured and recorded and, and uploaded to our family tree and, and then making new discoveries with our DNA matches and reaching out to some of those cousins. That's a great idea for, for a lot of people. Tell us about uh, what Ancestry is doing during this crisis to, to help people and families out. You've got, uh, you're making more resources available. Absolutely, yeah. So we have two uh, primary initiatives. One, uh, Ancestry has a program called Ancestry K-12, which you can access at AncestryK12.com. And those are lesson plans that were written for educators for all different grades to be able to teach history in the context of family history. makes it a little more personal for kids. Well, we've opened that up. And those lesson plans are now fully available for any parent who wants to download those as activities for their children. And I think that uh, I have a sister who's a school teacher and she, she approves. <laughs> so it's just really some good resources and some good activities for kids during this time. And does that, the, uh, does that help, the, fam- does yeah, that help yeah. the families put a, a tree together together or get started? Yeah, absolutely. There are some getting started uh, lesson plans there just walking through the basics of, of what a family tree is and how to build it out. Uh, and then it goes right up into things like um, finding your family in the Great Depression or using newspaper articles to put together uh, what was happening in the community where your family lived uh, at the time, um, back into even Civil War records. So lots of opportunities to just kind of walk people through the whole full breadth of the experience. And you were about to start telling us about another initiative, too. Sorry for interrupting. No, you're fine. I'm glad you had the question. Uh, yeah, so the second initiative, uh, we worked with the National Archives here in the United States quite a bit and have digitized a lot of their records over the years and made them available back to the National Archives. And you could, at any time, go into any of the National Archives facilities and access those records for free on their computers. But of course, with most of those uh, institutions closed at this time, we wanted to be able to make those uh, records available for people at home. So we have given access to almost 500 million 
records from the National Archives Collection on Ancestry. Uh, those are now available uh, for free at home to anyone. And that's going to include things uh, like World War I and World War II draft cards and the New York passenger list. There's several million records there of people coming in uh, to Castle Garden in the 1800s and then, of course, Ellis Island after it opened in 1892 all the way up through the 1950s. There's also going to be naturalization records and passport applications, uh, Revolutionary War military service records, uh, lots and lots and lots of really great uh, records that tell a really rich history of our country, but also a very personal story of families. It seems as if uh, the virus, in some ways, is bringing families a little bit closer together, people reaching out o- over distances that maybe uh, hadn't reached out in, in some time. Is that uh, something that that you detect as well? And, and what does that mean for for ancestry? Yeah, it is interesting. Just just this last weekend, watching uh, on social media and with some of my friends and my own family, watching people have Passover seders and Easter dinners over Zoom and uh, having those uh, family gatherings still being important around some of those significant events. But then even just you know, getting people together over a conference call or FaceTime to play a game on a Friday night or have a drink at happy hour. Um, We are seeing a lot more of that, I think, connection. And because we're not connecting in person, it gives us a really interesting opportunity to have conversations maybe differently than we would in person. And one of the, the conversations that I think we're starting to see is people trying to connect with Um, connect with family, connect with significant moments that might be similar. You know, we've we've heard about the 1918-1919 influenza pandemic that swept the globe, and people are starting to look into, well, how did my ancestors, you know, live through that, and how did that affect them? Uh, I'm hearing high school seniors talking about missing graduation, but then seeing, you know, parents and grandparents talk about how that, you know, the year that the U.S. got involved in the Vietnam War, some of those kids were pulled out of school before graduation and and sent off to fight in a war. And so there are are parallels to be drawn, and I think strength and resilience to be drawn from really having those conversations and understanding the stories of our ancestors. Tell people how simple this really is to get started with, because Ancestry has done a lot to to help people along. Once you get into it a little bit, there's lots of help there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, If you just go to Ancestry.com, you can sign up for a free registered guest account. Starting a family tree is free. And then if you want a little bit of of, uh, education along the way, uh, we have a site called Ancestry Academy, and you can find that at Ancestry.com slash academy. And there are just little quick four or five, six minute videos. And then there's also some longer videos that just kind of lay the foundation for walking you through how to start a family tree. What is a census record? How do I find the stories in my family tree? Lots of really great free education available there. And if, if people choose to subscribe, uh, what, what is the difference between uh, going on for free and a subscription? What, what services do they get? Yeah, so the free uh, service allows you to build your family tree. It allows you to access those uh, 500 million National Archives records that are available for free. We have another several hundred databases of of records that are free all the time. 
Uh, and uh, then if you upgrade to a subscription, uh, which costs about $20 a month for U.S. subscription, you'll get full access to uh, all of the records on Ancestry for that geography. And you'll also be able to reach out and connect with other users. So you'll be able to send and receive messages through Ancestry messaging. You'll be able to access information in other people's family trees. So if they've uploaded photos or documents or stories of your common third great-grandparents, you'll be able to have access to that as well. And you can even go further with uh, some international access. Tell me about that. Yes. Yeah. So the full uh, world subscription to Ancestry costs about $35 a month. And that gives you access to all 24 billion records on the site. And we do add an average of about 2 million new records to the site every day. And we are continuing that pace even, uh, even through this crisis. Terrific. Again, the site is Ancestry.com. Great way to get started, something very worthwhile to do while you're spending more time at home. Krista Cowan, thank you for taking the time with us. Thank you so much for having me. Cooking with the power of the song. Hi, I'm Fred Fishkin, here to tell you about the latest innovation from my friend Patrick Sherwin and his great team at GoSun Stove. The GoSun Fusion has arrived using the company's tried-and-true reflectors and a solar vacuum tube to get you cooking without the mess of charcoal, heavy propane tanks, or smoke. A really bright idea. And with an optional solar panel and battery storage and the ability to plug in at home or on the road, you really can use the GoSun Fusion to cook anytime and anywhere, day or night, rain or shine. I love what Patrick and his team are doing, and so will you. Want to learn more? Head to gosun.co to check out all of the company's products and innovations and use the code TEXTANATION to save 10%. That's gosun.co.